Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HDC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the daily Bible thought, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's me. And good morning, everyone, and lovely to see you. Um, Today, um, we are starting in the book of Exodus, the second uh, book of the Bible. So we spent the last, I think it's probably five weeks, uh, going through Genesis, and things are speeding up now. So we're just going to spend one week going through um, the second book of the Bible, Exodus. Uh, And we left Genesis, you'll remember, with the death of Joseph uh, in Egypt, and now time has passed at the beginning of Exodus. Uh, A new king has come to power uh, who doesn't know about Joseph and the Egyptians start to oppress uh, the Israelites. You'll remember that Pharaoh gives the order for all the Hebrew boys to be killed. uh, But by divine providence, uh, Moses survives and is even uh, brought up as part of Pharaoh's family, Pharaoh's adopted grandson. And Moses, he would have had a debate growing up. Um, uh, to stay sort of enjoying all the benefits and the luxuries of uh, Pharaoh's palace or to endure hostility by identifying himself with God's people. And we're going to pick it up in Exodus chapter 3 this morning with God's call to Moses. So let me read it. It comes it goes over a few slides, but um, you'll see it there hopefully on your screens. Uh, Exodus 3 verse 1. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals for the place where you're standing is holy ground. Then he said, I'm the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. And the Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I've heard them crying out because of their slave drivers. And I'm concerned about their suffering. So I've come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites and Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go, I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I'll be with you. And this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Uh, Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what's his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. The name you shall call me from generation to generation. Now, familiar passage. Um, Moses there called to lead his people out of Egypt. 
Uh, but what happens? Well, Moses is reluctant to accept that call, isn't he? In fact, um, he makes at least five excuses to God as to why he shouldn't lead God's people out of Egypt. And uh, next slide is just going to show you uh, the five excuses um, that Moses makes. And some of them are from the passage I've just read and some of them go in to chapter four. But let me just um, explain each one of them. First of all, uh, we heard there in verse 11, he says, you've got the wrong person. So uh, verse 11 of chapter three, Moses said to God, who am I? Uh, that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt. He says, you've got the wrong person. And God replies and says, don't worry, I will be with you. Then uh, Moses' second excuse, I'm not ready yet, he says. I'm not ready. I wonder as I go through these whether you can relate to these. I'm not ready yet, he says. This this great call that you've put on me uh, to lead God's people out of Egypt, I'm not ready yet for it. So verse 13, uh, Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is your name? What shall I tell them? I'm not ready yet. And God says, I will tell you what to say. Third, um, third one um, is, um, uh, he says, his third excuse, he says, I might fail. I might fail. So we're in chapter four now after our reading. And verse one, Moses says to God, what if they do not believe me or they do not listen to me and say the Lord did not appear to you? I might fail, he says. And what does God do in reply? God shows Moses his power about throwing, um, you remember, the staff on the ground and it turning to a snake. Fourth excuse, he says, oh, I don't have the right skills. Uh, so verse 10, Moses said to the Lord, uh, pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your so- servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. I can't do it. I haven't got the abilities. And God says, I will help you to speak and will teach you what to say. And then finally, uh, send someone else, says Moses, quite simply, uh, pardon your servant, Lord, please send someone else. And God gets rightly angry at Moses, uh, but does agree to send his brother Aaron with him. So I I don't know uh, how you are feeling this morning. Uh, I don't know uh, what you are feeling reluctant to do that God is calling you to do. But maybe you can identify with Moses and see that God, just as he does with Moses, God will provide all that you need. As is often said, we don't so much need ability as availability. But here I think is the most important point. We've seen those five excuses. But on the final slide, here's the most important point. Moses asks God, uh, chapter uh, 3, verse 11, he says, who am I? Who am I that I should go? Moses asks God, who am I? But what does God do? God doesn't tell Moses who Moses is. God tells Moses who he, God, is. So look at verse 14. Um, what, does Moses, uh, what does God say? Moses has said, who am I? But God says, no, let me tell you who I am. And God said to Moses, I am who I am. God said to Moses, I am has sent me to you. Uh, God says to Moses, uh, verse 15, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. And I think it's a really good reminder for us this morning that in the end, the answer to all our questions, all our concerns, all our problems, all our fears, the answer is not to be found in who we are, but rather the answer to all our questions, all our problems, all our fears is to be found in who God is. Is. And I just want to encourage us that today, this morning, the start of this new week, where we've got fears, where we've got concerns, where we've got problems, the answer isn't in who we are. The answer is in who God is. Let me pray. Lord God, thank you uh, for who you are. Uh, thank you that where we're fearful uh, this morning, where we're concerned, where we perhaps feel there's a call that you've put on our life that we feel unable to do. Uh, thank you that in the end, the answer is found in who you are, that you, uh, the one who said, I am who I am, 
the one who is uh, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of Moses, our God. Uh, we thank you that you are the one who's in charge of everything and in whom we can trust. And we praise you for that this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. We started our time together by all saying together Psalm 100, which says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. <clears throat> we are the, his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues for all generations. <clears throat> and then we prayed off the back of that prayers of praise and thanks to God. And then after Jago's talk, we split into groups to pray for our young people at HDC, that in all our different groups that Jesus would be lifted high. And all that we do, we pray for unity and community in the different groups and the older and younger groups on Monday evenings and the, also the group on Sunday morning. We pray for new people to be added uh, each week, as we see in the book of Acts. We also prayed for our team, particularly for Natalie, who is one of our new ordinands who oversees everything to do with youth. And we prayed for our volunteers as well, who um, volunteer on Sunday morning and on Monday evening. <clears throat>